This is Redskins running back Chris Thompson, and you're listening to Roster Watch. This is Josh Doxon, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. I'm Alex Dunlap here with Byron Lambert, and we have a ton of new tools up at RosterWatch.com right now as we head down the home stretch of July and into August where you can still get the cheapest Roster Watch membership that will ever be available to you at just $3.99. For the rest of the month, you'll be grandfathered in at that price. So make sure and go to rosterwatch.com, get that pro membership right now before it is too late. We have version 1.0 of the Superflex cheat sheet, which is now up. Uh, Version 2.3 is now, or maybe 2.4 is now up of the PPR cheat sheet, where if you follow the three simple rules, a magical, mystical expert quality draft is guaranteed. But do not bastardize the cheat sheet by breaking the rules. I've put up our offensive line rankings, our initial offensive line rankings for the 2018 season that you'll need to look at to uh, gauge the uh, how good the offensive line is that your fantasy players are going to be depending on for so much of their production. Uh, the, uh, the scoring distribution tools, the busts and monsters tool also just up as of yesterday, is the strength of schedule tools for running backs, for the season strength of schedule, for the fast start, and for the playoff schedule. There's a ton of this shit to get to. Byron, how do you want to start? Quickly, I said no more shtick at the beginning of these pods because this is the all-business edition of the all-business time then, of year then for no Roster fucking Watch shtick. Nation. No shtick, no but shtick. I gotta ask, has the trash man fallen through on his podcast responsibilities for today? Did the trash man fall through on all his preseason responsibilities? He, oh, he put up the handcuff tool. Wasn't he supposed to do a pod with you today? Are you doubling up, or did he fall no, I'm through? Gonna, I'm going to double up. I'm going to double up. He'll be fine. I, I figured he fell through because he's such a great fantasy player, and he's so smart, and the fans love him so much, but he's such a bad and terrible employee. He's not a good guy to have, and, and he's not a good guy to have as part of your business, and that's no <laughs> shtick. All right, on to the real business here. One of the most popular amenities – Uh, at rosterwatch.com for our pro subscribers is the capability for them to come in to the comment section of any post on the site and ask their fantasy questions where Alex, myself, the trash man, and a few of our longtime uh, users and subscribers kind of become moderators on there. We go in and we personally answer your dynasty questions, your fantasy questions, your keeper questions, your draft questions. DFS. All season long, it's a great way for us to interact with you guys. Um, Anybody who's been a member for a while knows that we answer an insane amount of questions. Uh, We really do our very best on there. So we encourage you guys. That's a big feature of a pro membership at Roster Watch is to get that custom 
tailored advice that we can that that we can uh, provide you there. And so we have one question on the site right now. We just came into the podcast with the Josh Doxson ID. This is a Josh Doxson Chris Thompson keeper question in a 16 team standard league alex this question's up on the site is it the josh doxson id we came in with or the chris thompson id we came in with maybe well we both. could maybe you'll double up on a couple of things today <laughs> maybe one brings us in maybe one takes us out who knows i guess we'll wait to see so the question is this user this pro subscriber valued member of roster watch nation he has the option to keep up to two players in his 16 team standard league and he's identified, he's targeted these two potential keepers, Josh Doxson in the ninth round and Chris Thompson in the 15th round. He's just curious if, we, uh, if we're on board with this because it's standard, how we think the fact that it's 16 teams uh, factors into this, and do we have any concerns about keeping two Redskins? I have a concern about keeping Josh Doxson with a ninth-round pick. He needs to throw him back and just take him a little bit later. Yeah, I think if it was PPR. Yeah. If it's PPR, I would tell him to take Doxson. His ADP, right, we're getting Josh Doxson consistently in the 12th and 13th round of our, at least of our PPR mocks, and I think he's probably goes, look, his ADP and his consensus ADP and standard is 145, so he needs to throw back Josh Doxson. But, 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 but transform that to a 16 team league well you just got to imagine that 160 picks would be 10 rounds in a 16 team okay, league but right, that would be so. more like 13 plus rounds in a 12 team league so i'm not saying that it pushes josh Doxson's value up the draft board versus any other players on the board but what it does is it just you know in terms of rounds when you're thinking of a 16 team league versus what's occurring at adp and 12 team drafts you got to just think that you know what's happening in the 12th or 13th round of a 12 team draft that's more like what's going on in the 10th round of a 16 team draft so my initial impression is look we don't doxson has been a guy we followed closely coming out of tcu not a guy we've been very warm on this year, especially with the transition to Alex Smith and everything was in the red zone that occurred with him uh, down the stretch last year. After talking to him last week at Fort Worth at the National Fantasy Football Convention, I do feel confident that Josh Doxson has matured as a player. And even though he was pretty polished as a route runner coming out of TCU, that's just an issue we see with a lot of these receivers as they come in. The things we'd heard out of Washington the last year or two is he's a guy that kind of overanalyzed overthought things kind of lacked a little bit of self-confidence and if you listen to what he told me in the interview uh from last weekend i mean the i asked him what his mindset was he basically came right out of the gates and his top priority was just forgetting all the little stuff playing football not worrying about the injuries it's a violent sport i mean that's essentially what he was alluding to it sounds to me like a guy who's starting to get it and is starting to mature. I don't know what the volume and target share can really be with him with Alex Smith, but in 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 principle, I don't think there's any great value on on Doxson here. I don't I don't totally hate it if it were, especially if it were a PPR, but it's not standard. So I'm with Alex. I think at this point it's questionable. If you don't love Doxson, you can put put him back if you keep him in a 16 team standard. I don't think it's a horrible pick. Uh, you're not getting a ton. Fine. I think it's not fine. getting a ton of value. And, and with that being said, I don't want this to seem like we're we're off the Josh Doxson train. I, I still think there's plenty of chances for him to break. I mean, Josh Doxson was an awesome prospect. He he needs to he needs to break out at some point. And we have Alex Smith who you know, we don't, we probably don't give him enough credit 
for what he was able to do last season and sort of reinvent himself as a guy that was able to push the football down the field, who was able to be more than simply a game manager. You know, this is this is an offense where, look, they're going to have Jordan Reed back healthy for the first time. They've brought in Paul Richardson. They still have Jamison Crowder there who's in a contract year. There are a lot of options here, and so you know that doesn't necessarily help for Josh Doxson as far as his target share, but it does help for Alex Smith. It does help for being able to open up that, that offense. He has some good weapons, and if that offense gets opened up and does some nice things, you know that they're going to be going to Josh Doxson in the red zone because even on a meager target share last season, which it, it wasn't a good target share last season that Josh Doxson had, but he still did have the six touchdowns. He was used in the red zone. He had a ton of end zone targets. That's where they want to use him. He's their big contested catch dude. It's where he won in college. And if Josh Doxson's going to break out, it seems like right about now should be when he does break out. So I think if I, you know, if that's the guy he's identified as his keeper, it's probably not the strongest keeper as far as adding value. But now that I think about it, I think I'd probably keep him. Yeah, you're not getting great value there, but you know you're getting a decent, you're a solid pick that actually has some, at least some upside. And, you know, my evaluation is that Josh Dawson is a a proven player. I think the tougher, more, maybe not tougher, but kind of interesting second part of this question is if you turn back the clock, 10 months and you thought you were going to have Chris Thompson, PPR Maven, in PPR or standard as your keeper this year, you would have been absolutely thrilled. But then, you know, you never know what's around the corner in the life. He gets the the injury, and now all of a sudden Darius Geis is on board. And, you know, uh, Chris Thompson for 15 still seems like probably a no-brainer, and even in his standard, but especially a 16 team. But, uh, uh, you know, what do you think? Is there – I mean, that's just a, it's a dicier situation now. I'm not sure I'm thrilled about it. Well, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a Josh Doxson, Chris Thompson pickle. You know, it's like, do you want these guys – do you want both these guys? And, and opt, optimally, you probably don't if you're just drafting a team and putting together a team. But when you're getting that kind of – I mean, if, to me, it just comes down to ADP. Chris Thompson has an ADP right now in standard leagues of 88. So, you know, even in standard – so you got to you got to keep him. He's going to going to pick eighty eight. Like you're you're basically picking up. What that's around the sixteen team leagues are hard to keep up with. But that's a mid round mid round six pick in a sixteen team league. You're making up nine rounds of value there. Even even if you don't you know even if you don't love Chris Thompson in that kind of setup and you do worry about Darius guys, there are going to be times where Chris Thompson has big has big games. It's even a great in, point. Even, even in standard, and you're getting him for a free pick in a 16-team league. I mean, look, Chris Thompson, even in standard, and even having missed uh, – how many games did Chris Thompson miss last year? Let's just look. I mean, Chris Thompson missed – he only played 10 games last season, and even in standard, he was running back 30. So you're getting a running back three in standard who – was only a running back three because he missed uh, basically two-thirds of the season or one-third, a little bit over one-third of the season. If you just look at pure fantasy points per game last season, Chris Thompson was a running back one even in standard, which is hard to believe with 11.6 points per game uh, even in standard. So, yeah, man, I think that's even more of a no-brainer than the Josh Doxson. I mean, the mathematics – yeah, it's a little bit of a pickle just because you don't want two of these guys in the, on, on, the, on the Washington Redskins, um, and both of them could be in roles that, 
Chris Thompson more so. His role could be a little bit diminished this year just because he's coming off of injury and because of Darius Geis. But, you know, Josh Doxson's role could be diminished too because of the addition of Paul Richardson and, you know, Jordan Reed coming back supposedly healthy. But I think that that could be offset by the fact that Josh Doxson is an unbelievable prospect that should be at a point in his career where he's breaking out. And when he does break out, is there any question that he's the alpha dog wide receiver one on that entire offense? Yeah, I, th- I think you keep them both and see if one of them pops or if both of them just turn into at least serviceable matchup plays throughout the entirety of the season. I mean, a lot of times this, this late in a draft, those picks are throwaway picks most of the time anyways that are far from guaranteed, turn into into guys you recycle on the waiver wires. Chris Thompson, Doxson, pretty pretty solid players just go ahead and start with there. So that is uh, the answer to that question for our pro subscriber over on the site. For the rest of you guys listening, if you have more questions about your keeper leagues or your dynasty rookie drafts or your upcoming redrafts, uh, make sure and come over to rosterwatch.com and go into the comments section of any post on the site and post your question. We'll be in there answering uh, right away. The 2018 Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet that changed fantasy football forever is back only at rosterwatch.com. Winning fantasy players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate. The Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet. All you have to do is follow the three simple rules. That's it. Three rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet. An expert quality draft is guaranteed. It's magical, it's mystical, it's mythical. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet. It is only at rosterwatch.com. Well, we have a couple of guys coming off the ACL injuries uh, from last season, a couple of big names, Alex, that of course we are getting the company line. They are both full goes heading into training camps. That's Allen Robinson, a Roster Watch favorite up in Chicago, and Deshaun Watson, another golden child of roster watch nation down in houston watson got hurt his injury occurred a lot later in the year than alan robinson's did but they're both uh quote-unquote full go heading into training camp alex how are you guys how are you evaluating these guys on the ultimate draft cheat sheet well here's my thing well for one we've been we've josh doxson's a guy who admittedly or not josh doxson we're talking about alan alan robinson's a guy who admittedly we're probably not getting a whole ton of just because when it gets to that point and let, let me ask you who do you like better just in a vacuum Allen Robinson or Juju Smith-Schuster when we get to that point in the draft we're, t- we're getting a lot of Juju Smith-Schuster and Josh Gordon a little bit more than we're getting Allen Robinson it's just the way that the drafts are falling Allen Robinson has a little bit higher ADP than, than, than Juju I think in a vacuum I'd personally rather have Juju um, but maybe, hey, maybe that's short-sighted. I just think that in that Bears offense, I really like to get some of the cheaper pieces. Most specifically, I really love to get Anthony Miller in the 11th round or so. And if, I'm getting, if I know that I'm getting Anthony Miller in virtually all of these simulations, literally 100% of these simulations are going to get you Anthony Miller if you use the cheat sheet available at rosterwatch.com. I just think that having a ton of exposure to Allen Robinson doesn't necessarily make that much sense. So that's sort of baked into the architecture of the PPR cheat sheet. But I I also think just in a vacuum, without even taking that into consideration, I like Juju better coming into the season. What do you think? Well, we love agreement at Roster Watch. And what I see here is a ton of agreement 
with our internal analytics and models. And, you know, from my perspective, I tend to agree as well. Alan Robinson, a guy that we follow closely, I like. I like his situation moving forward in Chicago. I do think he'll be pretty ready to go this year, much like Keenan Allen was in a very similar boat last season. I I do think Allen Robinson is the clear-cut ex-wide receiver that's – you know he's slated for a a big role and a, a lot of target volume but yeah you know when you're splitting the hairs at that point you've got to factor in some level of certainty and hard for me to argue with you that Juju feels rock solid in a PPR format maybe his upside doesn't you know maybe Allen Robertson outperforms him but in terms of just feeling good about what you know you're going to get Juju with Ben Roethlisberger in a second-year role there. Juju doesn't strike me as a guy who has a sophomore slump. That kid's a dog, and he's a football player. He's a sharp kid. Uh, so I believe that's Rock Juju's Solid. unbelievable, dude. I mean, I mean, Snoop Dogg was right when he was little, just well, he's a that technician. kid's sports center. He's, he's a just, technician. I mean, I said that he was – I said coming out that he was a Stevie Johnson – because of the because of how technical and smooth he is and what a dog he is, you know, I thought it was perfect. And then he comes to the NFL and he's like a Stevie Johnson mixed with a Martavis. He's so fast. He's as fast as a gazelle. His long speed is unbelievable. And it was something that we never even got to see that much of in college. We did not get to see that dynamic of speed that we saw in his in his in his rookie season as a Steeler. He's uh, he he is is his long is, speed better than Antonio Brown's? I mean. Is Antonio is 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 long speed what you really love out of Antonio Brown? No, he doesn't. He, he has, get, he, has, he, he, has he has short legs. long speed. He, he has he good long get speed. Gall- People catch him from behind, but it's not. Elite. He can't get up. He can't get up and gallop like 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 Juju. But both, can both those of those guys were like legs. four like or five. Both those guys were four or five plus guys coming out, and you just I mean you mentioned a cheaper piece of Anthony Miller later. One of the comparisons i've made now that we know anthony miller is going to be starring in the slot with the bears is he's got real potential to be very juju-esque i believe because he comes from that same he comes from that same mold of athlete like a stevie johnson it's that the same ultimate time, technician it's, and yes. just dog just yes. beastly and those beastly and, dog. See, and when are you guys going to understand that those are the players that we target at roster watch, we're not going to always go for these big size speed combo, you know, freaks that everybody always, you know, gravitates to. Of course, we're going to always love the Julio Joneses of the world and the you know the AJ Greens of the world but, and all these guys. I mean, we I mean we we love those guys. But what we've learned over the years is that when you put too much stock in those types of fantasy players, those types of fantasy role players, you're going to end up getting enamored with the bullshit like Doriel Green Beckham's of the world. And, 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 and all these other guys that people just fall in love with and can't get off of. Brashad Pyramids. Brashad Pyramids. You're, like, you're, you're, you're going to end up falling into that trap over and over and over again. Where If, if you could find these guys who are the technicians, the, these guys who can create separation, who can look, can look so dynamic and smooth doing so, you're going to put yourself at a great advantage. And so you just need to listen to us because we go and see all these players live. We have a great, great, great um, – just a whole array of of information that we can use as reference going back all the way to 2011 to just sort of you know categorize where these guys fall into these into these particular niches and we can just tell you guys like juju he's the truth anthony miller is the truth and all of our fantasy opponents are going to see sooner than later so with that being said i love alan robinson he falls more on that size speed sort of 
realm that you know it's clear that we can love those types of players they're big go up and get it guys in the in the red zone there's clearly tons of use for those kinds of guys i think alan robinson is going to be magnificent in chicago i just think right there and that's adp slot on the cheat sheet we're going to take juju smith schuster or josh gordon before those guys for the aforementioned reasons about juju and then for josh gordon for the simple fact that we have seen him do simply unspeakable things at the National Football League level. And I've learned to doubt Josh Gordon, the black anaconda, at your own risk, and to fade Josh Gordon at your own risk. Because even you know, even last year, coming into that horrible situation, we still saw him getting Josh Gordon-like volume for a few of those games. If, if, if Deshaun Kaiser was any bit more, you know, just any small bit more accurate. Who knows what Josh Gordon could have been able to do last season. And you just see that his body's in the best shape of his entire life. I'm going to be taking Josh Gordon or Juju Smith-Schuster if I'm going wide receiver in those points of the draft. Uh, not only because I know I want Anthony Miller later, but just because I want those two players even more in a vacuum and their ADPs are both lower. I mean, you, I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, that's it's exactly right. My small counterpoint to the te- technician uh, discussion, which you know I'm in a thousand percent agreement with, was just that when we got to split the hairs in this area of the cheat sheet behind the height, speed, weight guys with the Allen Robinsons and the Josh Gordons. I mean, Josh Gordon represents the ultimate upside. Yes. And so, of course, that's how Roster Watch is always going to roll in that situation. Yeah. And then the other guy you mentioned was Deshaun Watson. So, where are you on him? My deal with Deshaun Watson is if he is, I think that by the, if, if, if he's healthy, by the time these drafts kick off in earnest, we're going to see Deshaun Watson sometimes going as the first overall quarterback. He's already going as quarterback two. For me, that ADP is too high to be buying into an unsustainable touchdown rate to unsustainable consistency from last season. Uh, I just I don't think that a quarterback that was that efficient as a rookie, when all the efficiency stats are stats that generally don't stick from year to year and, and aren't as predictive as others when he has he has a touchdown rate i believe of like what i mean it's 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 definitely higher than eight percent i want to say it's like at 9.3 percent I'll, I'll i'll look up what it was here uh, whenever you give your take but to me none of those things are going to be able to um those things aren't going to continue and if the the nfl has a year of film on him plus who knows if he's going to be playing a little bit hurt or maybe a little bit tentative that's going to take him a small bit out of his game. Plus, I just put the offensive line rankings up at rosterwatch.com. I, I've, this was something that our friend Brandon Marianne Lee had talked a lot about um, uh, whenever we were at the FSTA, and it certainly showed up in our uh, – in our rankings, but we have them. We have the Houston Texans ranked as the second worst offensive line in the National Football League. Uh, that that group is absolutely putrid. Um, they're probably their player that we have ranked highest is the center Nick Martin, who even sites like Sports Info Solutions and Pro Football Focus have ranked with absolutely miserable grades whenever he was healthy. What do you think, Byron? I mean, Deshaun Watson, is that ADP just getting too high, creeping up now to quarterback two behind Aaron Rodgers? And like I said, I think if he gets a full camp behind him, we're going to see a lot of people that just love the upside of these rushing quarterbacks, people like the trash man, start to take Deshaun Watson as quarterback one. To me, it just seems unreasonable when I can wait till the final pick in my entire draft and get Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota, 
you know, I could wait till I, I could take a kicker and a defense in rounds 14 and 15 and still get Alex Smith or Eli Manning or any of these guys in, with my 16th round pick. It's going to be really, really hard for me to reach on Deshaun Watson, just not only because of how, how cheap the quarterback position is to replace, super late in drafts with the depth of the position, but also because there are some, a, a few red flags. Yeah, you touch on a couple of good things here. There's a couple of problems, major problems for me versus ADP and versus pre-draft positional rankings. I'd characterize my feelings towards Deshaun Watson as goosey. And this is a player that I've, I love. I mean, I love Deshaun Watson as a football player. I know everybody says that now, but I've loved Deshaun Watson for about three years now. I just thought he was the can sickest I, can I, can truth I just at Clemson. In, can, I, can I just interrupt you just real quick here? Because I said I was going to check on this. His, 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 his touchdown rate last year was 9.3, which, I mean, I don't even – let's just see how, how we can even – how we can put that in perspective. That's – like, that's – I mean, Peyton Manning in his, in his best year – had a touchdown percentage of 9.9. Um, there's only in the in the history of the National Football League, it looks like there's only been. I mean, if we, if we talk about the Y.A. Tittles and the Sammy Baws and the Lynn Dawsons and the Ken Stablers of the world, <laughs> Sid Luckmans in 1943. I mean, all these guys. Well, so are they, you pulling? They, are you they, pulling they, back on number, DeAndre Hopkins? Number four. Number 14. So and basically the the, uh, the 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 except for 2004 Peyton Manning, the only better touchdown rates that you could find than Deshaun Watson had in 2017, the most recent would have been 1976 with Ken Stabler. The most recent before that would have been 1962 with Lynn Dawson. That's uh, and, and and I'm, I'm sorry, in 1963 with Y.A. Tittle. So, I mean, it's unsustainable. It's, it, it, it isn't going to happen again. So I don't know if I'm pulling back on Deshaun Watson, especially not in PPR, because we know he's going to get fed volume. We know he has the best hands in the National Football League. Uh, we know that Will Fuller coming back healthy actually does a lot to open up that passing game for a DeAndre Hopkins. So, no, I'm not necessarily going to fade a DeAndre Hopkins. I am going to fade a, a, a Will Fuller to a great extent. But I, I just I th- I think with Deshaun Watson, we are going to see regression, and he is being drafted right now like a player who no no regression is being being expected from. If you take that and you combine it with the fact that I can get my pick of replacement level quarterbacks with great upside with literally my 14th, 15th, or 16th round picks, that's what I'm doing. That's what we do every time. Yeah, it's a perfect summary. I mean, that's the convergence of issues here with Deshaun Watson. Uh, that'll be an exciting narrative to watch unfold this year. Another one that's getting a little bit of hype. Let's talk about a couple of receivers here, Alex. The, the Jets coaches putting out a bunch of hype about Robbie Anderson looking at becoming a 1,000-yard receiver this season. Are you buying that hype or are we still just – look, we've made a lot of money once we adopted the strategy of eliminating headaches in our fantasy football lives. Robbie Anderson just figures – the Jets' offense sounds like a huge headache to me in fantasy. What do you think about this news with Robbie Anderson, this speculation with Robbie Anderson, who was very good in spots last year? Very good. 
And here's the thing about the headache. The Robbie Anderson headache is it would be a great title for the show. <laughs> but the but the, the the Robbie Anderson headache is you're you're worried right now, right? That he's going to do something stupid down in down in Florida when he's back with his friends, right? But here's the thing. Like this is a 25-year-old guy. He's a he's a he's a big, tall, fast dude. He can get behind defenses, and Josh McCown can get him the football, right? Yeah, I mean, I think he's at least a good guy to start the season with, even if you're goosey about the quarterback situation long term. And for so, for some reason, it's always been Mike Ban that identified Mike Robbie Anderson. Yeah, well, and and, and a listen, long time ago, listen, analytically. It, listen, man. Here's the thing about Robbie Anderson. I don't have a Robbie Anderson headache when I have the team seeming like they're behind him. I'm good. I'm good. This is making me think we need to start trying to get more Robbie Anderson because he's a – I mean, that guy's a monster week waiting to happen. You look at his – you know, he's going to be up and down for you. You look at his 2017 game logs. I mean, this is even in standard. So, you know, you start out the season with a 2.2-pointer, 2.8-pointer. Then he goes off for 15.5 in standard. Then you have, you know, four kind of lean weeks, 5.9, 1.6, 7.6, 9.5. And then starting in week eight, he goes on a little tear, 16.5 points, 10.8 points, 14.5 points, 26.6 points, 11.4 points before he's pretty quiet to end the rest of the year, uh, not very good in the fantasy playoffs. So this is a guy that can get hot and go on a tear for you. If they're saying that they expect him to break out and be a beast this year, uh, be a true number one wide receiver, I think that Robbie Anderson right now at his current ADP, let me pull up what the consensus is, in standard an ADP of 103, in PPR and ADP of um, 100. So in, in both standard and in PPR going in the ninth round of these drafts, ninth round, yeah, in the, in, the, in, in the mid-ninth round of these drafts, I'm thinking maybe I should look at the cheat sheet and see about ways to get Robbie Anderson up just a little bit over some of these turds that we know – we're not going to be interested in, in, in the ninth. So if I look at Robbie Anderson slotting here on the cheat sheet, I mean, I think that we probably need to have Robbie Anderson up above. I mean, don't you want Robbie Anderson more than you want Devontae Parker? Oh, definitely. He's what a about, football player. He's what, a gamer, yes. Yeah. What about, what about more than Kelvin Benjamin when there's no – whenever Kelvin Benjamin looks to maybe eat up – who knows, 30-plus percent of the targets share there in, in Buffalo. You've kind of got me bought in on your Kelvin Benjamin strategy this season. How so about, I, how about I'm Alan, looking forward to rolling with that and see what happens. How about Alan Hearns, who's going to com, command a large target share as well in Dallas? I, I would roll Robbie Anderson there. Just for the upside? For for several reasons, to me it feels pretty clear that I would just go ahead and roll the dice on Robbie Anderson there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what about? Let me ask you. Another guy in that area. We're hearing that Randall Cobb is out of his walking boot and feeling great, and says he's he's ready to rock and roll. Those injury concerns are behind him heading into training camp. Another guy that we'd been pretty pretty hot for in terms of value versus ADP in our best ball drafts throughout the offseason. We don't need to move him at all. We're, we're getting plenty of Randall Cobb. 
we were getting plenty of him through this. You know what? I think here's what I think we need to do. I think we need to move Robbie Anderson up above Kelvin because I think we can get them both. You know, I think we sure. can get them both. So let's let me just get this done. This will be on version 2.4 of the PPR cheat sheet. I'll also get this updated on the Superflex and 2QB cheat sheet. Let's start getting some Robbie. How, how, how about this? An Anderson versus Anderson cross-positional question. C.J. Anderson or Robbie Anderson? It feels just right. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It feels just right. If in a fantasy draft you are having the choice between C.J. Anderson and Robbie Anderson in the ninth and or tenth round of your fantasy drafts, you are going to be feeling very good about how your roster sits at that point.